0: Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.
1: Ashley! Girl, it is a very special day because I know how long you have anticipated this moment. (laughs) So I'm, I'm happy to be here with you on a podcast holiday. That's what I'm going to label
0: it, a <laughs> podcast holiday. It only comes once a year. You know? <laughs> the fact that I'm here and you're like, yeah, here we are. <laughs> no, I,
1: I I just, again, I know, I know the difference between our levels of love. So I want to give you all the shine in this moment because I know and- that this is your
0: favorite child and watch me geek out right <laughs> the time has come ashley mm-hmm. T- to recap shondaland and netflix original series bridgerton season two Lego, okay <laughs> ashley <laughs> all right so it's eight episodes very much like the first season here's a quick summary During the Regency era in England, eight close-knit siblings of the powerful Bridgerton family attempt to find love. So this is the summary that is applied to, I'm sure, all the seasons moving forward to help people remember season one. Came out in 2020 and made a big splash, made megastars out of reggae jean Page, as well as Phoebe Denver who <laughs> used her social capital to date Pete Davison for a moment. And I don't understand that move, but it's been solidified
1: now that he's with Kim, in my opinion, it's Ooh. been solidified.
0: Touche, touche. It's been a ride and the highly anticipated season two, an adaptation of the book, The Viscount Who Loved Me by Julie Quinn, the beloved author of all these series. Uh, So, here are a few cast and crew members. So, we have Nicola Colin as Penelope Featherington, Jonathan Bailey. As Lord Anthony Bridgerton. Claudia Jesse. Eloise Bridgerton. Luke Thompson. As Benedict Bridgerton. The Great. Julie Andrews. As Lady Whistledown. Betsy Carter. Prudence Featherington. Ruth Jimmel As Lady Violet Bridgerton. Luke Newton. As Colin Bridgerton. Ajua. Adu as Lady Dunbury, Catherine Drysdale as Genevieve Delacroix, the stunning Simone Ashley as Kate Sharma, Shelley Khan as Lady Mary Sharma, and Kathreja Chardon as Edwina Sharma. I didn't pick everyone from the series just because it is a rather large cast, but everyone did an amazing job. These are just the highlights. So we have Julie Quinn as the novelist, Chris Van Dusen as the showrunner. And I want to give a highlight to some of the newsworthy qualities of season two. So season two Sets Netflix opening weekend viewing record. This came out with The Hollywood Reporter March 29th, so only four days after its premiere. Bridgerton amassed 193 million hours of viewing time worldwide, making it the highest of any English language Netflix series in its first three days. And it also mentioned that season two has topped, has made it to the top ten in ninety two of ninety three countries on Netflix, and uh, the outlier is Japan. So the excitement is real, and the overall reception is still pretty positive. Rotten Tomatoes critics gave season two specifically seventy nine percent, which is still fresh, and the audience score is. At 80%. When it comes to the Google users, I was only able to find the overall rating for Bridgerton, and that's at 95%. I also want to highlight the overall critics' view of season two. It says the risque thrill may have faded, but Bridgerton remains a compulsive episode turner in this delightful sophomore season. Ashley, what's your grade for Bridgerton season two?
1: All right. So I give season two a B plus. Slower burn than season one for sure in terms for of sure. the primary romance of the season. And I also wasn't really sure how I'd feel without the Duke's presence because, as we know, so pivotal and so
0: Everything. Much the, Everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> object of all of our desires of season one. Um, And I did miss him, but Anthony surprised me. I did not love Anthony in season one. So I was curious to see Same. how this, how I would feel about this season. But I definitely got caught up in the romance. And as we've talked about off mic, Small Ashley is a freaking star. So
0: absolutely
1: for those reasons. And because. It was just a delightful watch for the most part. It gets a B plus from me.
0: How about you? Yes. Season two gets an A for me. I know I gave season one an A plus, 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 (laughs) plus. Season two very much gets an A. I have to say, (laughs) I've watched this show multiple times, more times than what we typically do with which is a two viewing situation to the point where one watch, I only watched all of Cantonese scenes. That's Kate and Anthony. <laughs> wow. I just fast forwarded through all the bridge of uh, Featherington stuff. Cause who wants them? Who cares? Who cares? Anyway, um, to your point earlier. Yes. Slower burn. I was very s- skeptical coming into season two because Anthony I did not like him at all in season one. Like, I just felt like (sighs) he was just all over the place, but then demanded, you know, the respect of being head of household. And it's like, sir, make up your mind, you know? (laughs) And it's like your sister's life is in your hands and you're you're really going to give her away to some crusty dude because of what? So- I was so pleasantly surprised to see the wonderful John- Jonathan Bailey, because he is an excellent actor. Okay. Like, I mean, everything from the subtlety in his eyes, the mm-hmm. smirk on his, of his smile. Oh, he just did such a phenomenal job. I really did appreciate him and love him in season two and to the critics point it was an episode Turner because I was like, how on this green earth are they gonna get out of this conundrum? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this is a love story. And because of that, we know there's gonna be a happy ending. But this is a love triangle I have not seen before. Oh, I've seen it, but this it was still messy. Very, very nasty, messy. Messy, messy, messy. And Before I go into spoiler alert, I also want to give a disclaimer. Ashley and I have only watched the series and we're going to talk about our thoughts concerning the series only. We have not read the books. So if there's nothing else, spoiler alert. All right, Ashley, we're back at the tawn. Lady Whistledown apparently has been silent for 10 months. Antony, as we know, at the end of season one is all business in deciding that he's going to find his wife, the countess of the household. We have the wonderful Lady Danbury sponsoring the Sharmas for this season. And in the Bridgerton household, Eloise makes her debut. What was your original impressions specifically when it comes to Eloise making her debut in front of the queen?
1: Well, obviously coming from season one, we know that she's nothing like Daphne. So this moment is not exciting for her in the mm-hmm. way that it was for Daphne. She books convention and tradition and those things that a young lady is supposed to be and want and do. Mm-hmm. So, I understood her apprehension. And I also read that I guess in the book, she actually did not debut. So, that was a departure. Mm-hmm. So, I would have been curious to see if she didn't, how she got out of that. So, book readers, I'm sure y'all know, but I'm just curious. Um, but my overall thoughts about Eloise was man, I wish you were born today because you would be living your best life, sis.
0: Best life. She was best ahead of life. her time. And lucky for Eloise, Lady Whistledown decided to publish her first pamphlet, and the Queen was so preoccupied that she was like, We're done for today. The other setup to season two, the Queen is looking for her diamond in this new season, and the Featheringtons are dealing with mourning the loss of their father and awaiting this mysterious new Lord Featherington. When it comes to Antony trying to find a wife, He legit has like a checklist. He even asked his mom for her ring. For me, when I saw that part, I was like the audacity of it all. Were you surprised at his approach of finding a bride? No,
1: not at all. Actually, it made a lot of sense, I guess, given it seems like the era that they live in where it's not necessarily love matches are not the norm, you know? So it made sense. And then also from season one, as we're coming into season two, Antony was in love with the one singer. So I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure his heart hasn't just moved on that fast. And he's probably like, listen, I have to do what I have to do. This doesn't mean I'm going to like it.
0: Woof. Very true. We meet Kate Sharma as she's riding the horse one early morning while Antony was doing his walk shave <laughs> This is their meet-cute. Did you feel the chemistry right away, Ashley? I felt the curiosity right away. Mm. I'll say that. That's good. That's a good point. Um, He definitely was intrigued. And we actually got a chance to see him smile because at that point, (laughs) it was Bill's interviews with ladies and going to, you know, (laughs) Vulek (laughs) Kukusha
1: leaving some, throwing some bills on the nightstand.
0: On the nightstand. We meet the Sharmas. We meet Lady Mar- Mary Sharma, Adwina, and Kate. With our introduction of Kate on the back of the horse, we can tell that she's very sporty and she's very fierce. But I'm not going to lie. When I first saw her interaction with Adwina and everything like that, everything just seemed very mysterious. Did you pick up on that? Like I was under the assumption, I'm like, she's so doting of her little sister. Is she like secretly her mom or something? Like Mm. that is what, that's where my mind went when we first meet the Sharmas. Interesting. I don't think I thought that deeply about their
1: relationship immediately. It seemed more so like she was r- bristling against Lady Danbury and that yes. kind of bothered me because I'm a big Lady Danbury fan. And I'm like, what you want to do is talk sideways to this Black woman in her home that she's opened the doors <laughs> to you. I'm going to need you to get your attitude together, Kate.
0: But to be fair, it did kind of come off as if Lady Danbury didn't think the Sharmas were prepared. For... They weren't.
1: It's, they were. To, but to think a certain she knew the extent, dances, I guess I'm saying like- you there's a difference between preparation in terms of knowing what you're expecting from society versus being ingratiated into society. Like Mm -hmm. Lady Danbury, this is her, this is her, this is her people. She's cool with the queen. So at the end of the day, yes, I would still defer to Lady Danbury, even if I feel like I've trained my sister in every possible way that one can be trained. Cause I never felt like lady Danbury was disrespectful about it either. I felt like, I felt like it was more so made
0: though. But like, I just feel like it
1: was more so like I am have wisdom to share. Yes, and there are plenty yes. of people, especially when you're older and you do have wisdom. They're like, no, listen, have a seat for a minute. Let me educate you about the way that this really works, how this world really works. And Mm -hmm. that's going to come back to bite Kate later too. That yes, she does have that wisdom. That's all I'm saying.
0: Show some respect. It's just what I felt immediately. Especially when you're sleeping under her roof for sure. Big facts. Big facts. Well, Lady Danbury has the privilege of having the first ball of the season. It goes kind of well. Eloise is not interested in dancing with anyone, but hanging out with Penn pen is obviously preoccupied because as we found out at the end of season one she is in fact lady whistledown so you know eloise is messing up with her whole timeline we also got a whole flashback on how her operations are you know done were you intrigued by that were you happy that they showed us how she made lady whistledown come to life I guess it was interesting because, you know, once we found
1: out about it, I wasn't surprised. I remember not being surprised by the end of the season that she was Lady Whistledown. But I mean, I love I love knowledge. I love information. I love to know how the cake is baked, I guess, mm-hmm. basically. So yeah. I still appreciated the the knowledge. But obviously it comes in handy, too, because she has to subvert a lot, to not be discovered, so it's important to understand too, because people want to know who Lady Whistledown is. She has so a lot she, of power. She is yeah, the most she's yeah, popular. Yeah, she people are want this secret to be revealed. So as an audience, you're wondering like how's she gonna keep this concealed for the season for another season.
0: Very true. I did enjoy us hearing her real life voice. She's Irish in real life. And so to hear her negotiate and her voice was fun. I, I noted that, fun. that too. Yeah. So Anthony obviously is only interested in the diamond and the queen is still looking for a diamond. So at this rate, he's just talking to the boys about how he's just not interested in finding a love match, but in fact, a woman with some sensibilities and who can bear children. (laughs) Kate, who was smitten by their first encounter, was not too happy to eavesdrop In that, and we get there very much, official fight, actually. So, the thing about season two that I do appreciate is the hate to love trope, right? Are are you a fan of that trope? I'm just curious when it comes to different romances. Absolutely. Yeah, same. It's so funny because you could tell he still liked her, even though she read him for filth and told him, Good day, sir. Because she knew that whoever her sister was going to find, it wasn't going to be him because she was looking out for her sister to not only make a good match, but make a love match as well.
1: This is the moment that I feel like Kate could have told her sister, I encountered this man before. Mm. and. There was a vibe. Ooh. This was this was the time she
0: could have said something, and this is when she didn't. That's an excellent point, Ashley. The other thing that I mentioned, I failed to mention earlier, the Sharmers are being sponsored by Lady Danbury. They came from India. Um which, which is super exciting because this is definitely not in the books, but when it comes to conversations of representation. I thought this was so unique and so amazing. And we'll talk more about it throughout this recap, but the way they were able to ingrain their culture with these characters, I thought was truly beautiful and I appreciate it. Us as Black women, we know what it's like to be properly <laughs> represented in, in story. Kate has a big secret, Ashley. Uh, so some of that miss. Mis- that I was referring to earlier had a lot to do with her plan her plan is to get her sister Edwina in the good graces of her grandparents Lady Mary's parents because Lady Mary decided to marry a commoner so to speak and she ran off and we find out that he is Kate's father lady sharma not only ran away with a man without status but he was previously married with a child a huge no no for the time and society the scandal the idea was to get dewina to marry and get society again she would get their her inheritance and kate would move on and live independently back in India to be a governess. Did you feel like this was a bad idea from the beginning her in this plan of hers?
1: Yeah, because I don't think it's good to keep such a large secret. And I feel like it was almost like not giving Edwina choices Like I get that in her mind, she's being protective. She's doing what's best for the family, but to do it behind the back of your sister and your mother, I just didn't appreciate the dishonesty. And I just did not foresee it ending well, because these types of secrets always come out inevitably, even if it was down the line. At some point, I feel like this news is going to be dropped and that's not going to be good for you, sis, because why didn't you just tell, tell the whole truth? Your sister can handle it. Your mother can handle it. I just didn't understand the the need she had to feel like she could not disclose it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, part of that was that her father had passed on and she kind of took the mantle of protecting the family. But yeah, that's what brought them to the tawn for this new social season. Edwina being the beautiful, intelligent, perfect... (laughs) Such her a sweetheart is named Diamond of the Season. This is courtesy of Lady Danbury and her scheming ways in relationship with the Queen. But we find out very quickly that the Queen decided to choose an outsider to be the Diamond because she wants to find out who Lady Whistledown is. Were you surprised that the Queen was still obsessed with this anonymous uh blogger, so to speak? <laughs>
1: Not at all because everybody is so obsessed with Lady Whistledown and being the queen, you're supposed to have power over your subjects and over the court that you hold. And so, to have this other outside influence that has, you know, such a say and has, you know, the power to shift opinions and thoughts and all of that, whether in your favor or not in your favor, I mean, to be honest. This person back in the day would have been found and probably executed, to be honest, if they had ever spoken against the
0: crown. Very true. That's part of what makes America great is that people in authority can't, you know, get rid of people they don't like. Yeah. When it comes to the media. Yeah. But in this world, it just adds intrigue
1: for the queen. You know, the queen does not, I think the queen loves mess. She loves to be entertained. Yes. And so of course she wants to figure out who Lady uh Wistledowny is also because she probably wants to be able to exert influence over them even if just for her own entertainment.
0: You know what I mean? Mhm. With our new diamond. Let's talk about Edwina really quick. What were your first impressions of Edwina Sharma?
1: She's a sweetheart. She's gorgeous. She yes. seems like she's such a positive, has such a good head on her shoulders. Yes. Um she does what she's supposed to do Mm -hmm. um but at this at the same time I almost wondered like who are you really like in the same way you were you wondered about Kate with the mystery it's like nobody is actually perfect so who are you really what do you really want there has to be something beneath this exterior of perfection because you were trained to say all the right things to do all the right things to know what you're supposed to do to find a man right? <laughs> but you obviously have to have a mind
0: of your own. Absolutely. And yes, yes, yes to everything you just said. It was almost like she's like the perfect little step for wife, seriously, because I'm going to go ahead and go in this direction. Antony is only interested in the diamond. Is like Antony plus diamond equals marriage, right? And so when the queen chooses Edwina, laser focused, and all the questions that he's been interviewing all the young ladies of the time previously and having them stump, Edwina is passing with flying colors. You know, Anthony was like, oh, bet, this is a shoo-in, so to speak, because he's the most valuable gentleman of this season as well.
1: So that's the thing. This season, I guess especially coming from season 1, it was just, it, it was so interesting at first to realize that he's such an it boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even the way that the other men catered yes. to Anthony. I was like yes what what's happening right now since when did he become that
0: thing walking around it's so funny because the duke isn't around you wanted let me geek out for a moment okay so (laughs) i was like looking up what the hell is a viscount right it's all in this british order or what have you dukes are over viscounts but viscounts are over barons and earls and things like that so when duke hastings <laughs> is not around Anthony's that dude um, that's so
1: funny it's like not that i felt like well i guess i should say because it was antony's duty i didn't feel like he enjoyed it Because you know there's certain guys who once they get in that position yeah you know like oh now i'm the shining star let me let me swing my dick around like i didn't mm-hmm. get that vibe from antony a little bit A little bit. I mean, in the sense of like him being able to enjoy it, because I think it was so much about, I'm glad I have this status so that I can get what I want versus Mm. I really enjoy this for the sake of just ego. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I never got that for him. It was just about stroking his ego. It was more so about I'm glad I have this status because you know what I need? I'm going to need that diamond and I'm going to need all y'all to move over to set.
0: Yeah, because duty and family period. That's his only focus. And he's Starts strongly courting Edwina. So in my favorite scene, the horse racing scene, he's still staring Kate down. I don't know if you picked up on that. (laughs) But he was very cunning in having Lord Dorset come and turn her attention away so he can slide on in. But I want to say... I really did enjoy Lord Lumley. He was adorable, okay? The, the poet. One, the poet. He was adorable. And the one that Kate obviously wanted Edwina to be with. He was adorable. But again, you hopped up
1: a little bit too quick when Anthony came over
0: and Yo! suddenly
1: became a little puppy
0: dog for this I, for this man. Yes. Oh, once you fetch him some tea? Sir, it's your idea. Why don't you get it? But the thing that killed me, and I caught this on my
1: second watch is, Didn't he say the ladies could use some refreshments when he came back? Anthony sure did take that second cup. I said, what the entire hell is going on? He
0: sure did. (laughs) The audacity. The audacity. That's so funny. I just loved it because we got a chance to see Kate's sporty side, right? Like she is a, she's not a typical woman of this time, right? She's my kind of girl. She rides horses, she understands sports, she shoots guns, like she has an opinion and, you know, she's not afraid to be what six and 20 and single, frankly, because that is the fear of most of these girls (laughs) making their debut this, this season. I love the competitiveness when it comes to, you know, Anthony bet on Nectar, she chooses High Flyer, and her screaming and yelling is reminiscent of My Fair Lady, which I absolutely loved, and of course she beats him because she's amazing. <laughs>
1: It also reminds me of Pretty Woman when um yes. he took her to the races with his coworkers and stuff. And she did the whoo, whoo, who, whoo, And everybody's looking at her sideways because she's supposed to be a lady as well.
0: Yes. Love it. Anthony is leaning on thick, okay? He shows up with a horse to court Edwina because she said that she loved a horse. But of course, Kate knowing her sister is like, this is not what she wanted. Do you think he was that desperate or do you think he's just was so focused on winning against Kate when it came came to courting Edwina? He was focused on winning.
1: He was like, (laughs) I have this obstacle in my way because that scene where he's fencing in beforehand with his brothers and he's going off and he's popping off and, you know, going back and forth, talking about her and all of that. I mean, that's when, you know, she got you hot and bothered that you're just that upset. In this moment, like usually anthony I mean, Anthony has a temper, but yes. I feel like he feels out of control of the situation. He doesn't like that.
0: Mm, mm. Well, Kate is upping the antics um, by not inviting him to Lady Danbury's four way where they give poetry, but Anthony, still being as charming as he is still managed to win Edwina over with him being a man of action. So Ashley, what do you prefer? Do you prefer action, words, or both? (laughs) (laughs) Do we get both? Do we ever get both? Both would be
1: (laughs) so nice. Both would be so nice. I guess if I have to choose between the two, I feel like action has more value than words because people can say a lot of things, but do their actions really back that up and um, reinforce their beliefs and their intentions? So I agreed with Edwina in that sense that, yeah, I like that he was like, listen, I ain't write this and I'm not one for pretty poems, but I will do what I need to do. And I'll be the ne- the man you need me to be. Same way that Russell said he got Sierra when he was like, listen, mm-hmm. I got this, this terrible yeah. wallet, but guess what? This, this means that I'm consistent and I will be consistent.
0: Didn't see, and guess what Sierra didn't get from future he
1: backed those words up with actions as we've seen
0: as we've seen so can I get both please period period Kate's a little shooken up that she lost this battle right the war isn't over right
1: (laughs) but I still couldn't tell in this moment sis are you upset because you still feel that vibe right Mm -hmm. now because yes. when she, like, left the room, I was like, hold yeah. are you hot and bothered? Or are you yes. bothered? Like, I, mm. where are we at? Where are we at, Kate?
0: That's an excellent point, Ashley. But again, this is why I, I enjoy season two. I'm going to go ahead and break it down. So there have been lots of complaints about season two not having the same amount of sexy time <laughs> uh, compared to season one. For me... I appreciate season two because it's just a different love story. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody is bouncing off the walls. Give me the quintessential Jane Austen, long glances across the room, barely touching hands, you know, like heavy breathing. Like these are moments that I appreciate. And he did look at her before he gave his, you know, statement. So who knows? if what was really driving her rushing out of the room. But Lady Danbury being my fave as always, she had a good conversation with her that I want to highlight. It's about living life, Ashley. Kate pretty much told Lady D like, hey, I'm all about my sister. I'm going to be single. You're fine. And she was like, sis, I have lived life. I have love. I have lost Do you feel like Lady Danbury see a little bit of herself in Kate in some ways? Before I answer that, I want
1: to respond to your comment real quick, going back to the people complaining about less sexy time. Isn't that hilarious that people complain about characters on TV having sex? Like, is that not (laughs) kind of crazy? Like, oh my God, I didn't like the season as much because I wasn't watching as much fake
0: orgasms. Like... (laughs) that's so wild my deal is the story was the story as we will continue to discuss when was the time for them to do it seriously because anthony is a gentleman ashley so he he wasn't going to (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm saying yeah yeah so he says when was that supposed to happen seriously because at this point we know who our main characters are, we just have a sticky situation in terms of society and Anthony's understanding of what he wants to do this season when finding a wife.
1: Yeah, I mean, to your point, that's the whole point of even the books and everything is each Bridgerton child comes with their own tale of their love and their, mm-hmm. uh, you know, finding a partner and all of that. This was never going to be a recreation of, yeah Daphne and the Duke's love story that wasn't the point but again I just find that hilarious like my complaint is there wasn't enough sex um okay that's interesting (laughs) I don't know where what you're what what you usually consume but there's plenty of other places to go find it but to your question about did lady Danbury see a bit of herself in Kate possibly I mean I think she respected and appreciates any woman that she sees that has a mind of her own that is intelligent and can stand on her own two feet. And I think there's so much to admire about Kate that I think Lady Danbury and her older age and her wisdom wants to say, listen, you're looking at me as an example of possibly happiness that you'll have in your life. But I've had experiences that allow me to be happy at this point in my life. And I just don't want you to miss out on anything, you know, because you seem so content to possibly go down this path of never of denying yourself. I think that's the yes. biggest thing for me with Kate is yeah. I don't even think Kate is giving herself an opportunity that she deserves. Mm-hmm. She just sees it as, well, my p- place in life now is to look after my family and X, Y, and Z. But are you going to regret that? Are you going to come to, um, you know, almost resent resent your family Mm -hmm. because you've had to make these out and that's why her and Anthony are so similar because they both live a life of such obligation yes and I think Kate acknowledges it less than Anthony does interesting really yeah in the sense of her attitude towards it I think Anthony is very aware and and a bit resentful of the fact that he has to be in this position yeah. And so he throws it in the face of his siblings and family all the time. Like, listen, I do this for y'all. Everything I do, I do for you.
0: OK. And in some ways, I, I get it because that's what parents do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he ain't nobody's daddy yet. And he ain't nobody's that's daddy. That's why his siblings just
1: be looking at him like, OK.
0: But he is Lord Bridgerton and he is responsible for a lot. He is. And that, I think, is what
1: makes season two what what it was for me in terms of my change of attitude towards Anthony. I always appreciate once we get the, the magnifying glass on somebody and we get to see their history, we get to see what makes them tick. We get to see what put them in the position that they're in. And so once you get to it about how he inevitably had to take over the household, I felt nothing but empathy for Antony. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Antony is seriously courting Edwina to the point where he invites her to his ancestral home, Aubrey Hall. It's also a big deal because that's where the the ring is. <laughs> we get a flashback, and you know, recap nation. If you don't know this, I love. Really good flashback. We see Anthony hunting with his father, and we see what actually impacted his father's death. And that was a bee stain. I know I talked about this at the end of our part one and part two Bridgerton (laughs) recap. Please check that out. I'll have the links in the show notes for season one. You see how quickly Anthony was pushed to being the man of the house in, in all things, what to do with the body. You know, where's the keys? Are we move? We're moving your room. Cause this is your room now deciding what to do with his mother who is in labor. Like Ashley, he was a young man during this time. Like it was a lot and he had no one to comfort him how did this make you feel? It just made me really sad. I just want to know your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I had nothing but empathy having these flashbacks and uh, having understanding like he didn't even get a second to mourn his father before his mother is yelling at him to not let the kids see his father like this. And the idea that his father, as he goes on to say, was like his favorite person, somebody he revered so much, somebody he looked up to so much, to not even have a moment of grief, of real grief for yourself without immediately feeling that weight. It made me really sad for Anthony. But again, it also helped you to understand why Anthony now is the way that he is and why the pressures that he feels mm-hmm. get, make, cause him to behave the way that he does. Like, yes. first of all, I felt really sad about the lack of education about that bee sting and about the allergy that really saddened me because yeah. I'm like, dang, where's the epipen? right. This is a different era of time. Y'all would not understand that this is an allergy that you could easily keep him alive. I mean, it was so devastating. Um, And I think with Anthony in season one, I really just thought he was reckless. I really just thought that he was out here living his best life. Yes, And so I think it also gives you a moment of pause, like I know these are just shows and movies we talk about on here, guys, but a lot of times these things give me time to pause and reflect and think about how easy it is to judge people in real life without really Mm -hmm. understanding the circumstances behind their actions. Yeah. And I think Anthony is one of those people. So I appreciated it.
0: Well said. Well said. I want to talk a little bit about Anthony's relationship with his mom. I think it's interesting because we are in, you know, these Regency times and the women do not have much say. There's always this push and pull when it comes to him interacting with his mom, uh, because he's Lord Bridgerton. Right. But she's his mama and she knows how her, how his dad, who, was revered uh among the Tong and obviously his family how things were with him i think Ant- Antony recognizes her wisdom but then their back and forth is it's pretty epic sometimes mm-hmm. um one of the things that she's really really trying to work out with him is honey you should fall in love were you surprised that in season 1 all she asked him to do was be interested in finding love, right? Getting married. And and now that he has made up his mind that he's going to fulfill his duty, she's like, "Well, pump the brakes and, you know, be happy about this." Were you surprised by that? Not at all cuz the way that, you know, their mom
1: has behaved has been pretty consistent to me in terms of how she feels about her children and how she felt about Daphne. And now Anthony, in terms of wanting them to find love and not just doing their duty or doing what society expects of them. Now, obviously, she's groomed them a certain way. Obviously, there are obligations. Mm -hmm. But I think she is a rare woman of her time. Again, just like Lady Danbury, just like a lot of these Mm -hmm. most prominent characters that we see that differentiates them from their peers. And she has such a great heart because she knows what real love felt like. She mm-hmm. absolutely was completely in love with her husband. Yes. And so she wants that for all of her children. Cause yeah, he may be Lord Bridgerton, but baby, I birthed you. You will always <laughs> be mine. The
0: seven other children exactly. Here.
1: You will always be mine in that way. So I think she, even though he's a grown man, he's still a little boy too, in terms of always want what's best for you because this you are true. still my child. Yeah. You're still my child. And I want yeah. what's best for all of you. And who wants to see their child unhappy? I think one of the quotes I always love to hear is like, parents are only as happy as their unhappiest child.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Good parents anyway.
0: Yeah, the whole like, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Also that same type of idea. I also going to put a wrench in this. She was essentially useless (laughs) <laughs> after the death of her husband, the great love of her life and Anthony felt alone in yeah. picking up the pieces. Do you feel like that impacts their push and pill relationship as well? I'm
1: sure it does because I'm sure he wished that she had been stronger,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: she inevitably wishes she had been stronger as well. Yeah, And so I think it's important to have those conversations
0: do you think she feels a little bit of guilt with how she behaved? And that's why when they have their push and pull, she sometimes just let him be. Yes. Cause she says it later on in the season.
1: I want to jump ahead of you, but she yeah. says later on about how she feels and about yeah. her regrets about how she handled the situation. But again, it was the absolute love of her life. That's not something you can ever prepare for. He was cut down at such a young age in such an unexpected, devastating way. And she was pregnant.
0: Also, the conversation that happened in Aubrey Hall, you also understand that he doesn't want to be the cause of someone's great grief. That Um, broke my heart. And that is why he would rather marry out of duty than out of love. And I'm like... (sighs) Anthony, I didn't think this was possible for I me know. to actually love you. So that, like, that broke oh. my heart. That broke oh. my heart. Because
1: I feel like that's even true in real life. A lot of the times the people who are the have the like armor, and we even talked about this with sex side of college girls. A lot mm-hmm. of people who have the armor mm-hmm. on the outside, there's so much pain. That's really behind that. There's such vulnerability that's really behind that. And so people can see him as like callous or calculating or this and that, but it's really, he's so sensitive about it. It's so sensitive for him to to think about because he's seen the ramifications of it, but it devastated me when he said that.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Edwina... And the Sharma family are super excited about being at Aubrey Hall. They're there before the rest of the time comes for another ball. They get a chance to know the, the Bridgerton family. And they participate in this epic game called Paul Mall. <laughs> Apparently, for people who love the books, this was a significant scene when it comes to the Cantony relationship. <laughs>
1: I was like, isn't this just croquet? Like, isn't that what I'm watching? (laughs) Basically.
0: (laughs) But we see that Kate is just relentlessly competitive. And so is Anthony, who was trying to play it cool, but he was doing an awful job at it. Can we talk about how Daphne peeped what was going on in the family? Daphne even walked up to Kate and was like, hey, Edwina, and... He was like, oh, no, this is her sister because he was really is just automatically drawn to Kate whenever she enters the room, like at this point. But very suddenly, but, you know me, I'm getting geeked out because (laughs) when a man really loves you, you know, he really does go out his way. You know what I mean? love this version of Daphne that we got in season two. I loved this version. Please,
1: please elaborate. I love to hear it. So I felt like because last season we were so focused on just her love story, we got her in that context. We got her in the context of her coming out and being the diamond and doing all those things. But this side of her that is more of a, player within the dynamics of her family and seeing Mm -hmm. how she navigates her siblings in particular, Anthony. Yes. And how she has, even though, you know, Daphne is younger than him. She has such wisdom. She does. She's a girl. Exactly. (laughs) That maturity. And she also has such insight. And so I just, I loved getting this version of Daphne because if Anthony did not have this person, Mm -hmm. I don't know if everything would have gone the way that it went, because I feel like he needed sometimes to be reminded and need this voice of reason in his life. And I appreciate their sibling dynamic.
0: Yeah. Well said. I'm so glad that you highlighted that. Yeah. Kate and Anthony played this game until the very end. They got muddy and everything because they just would not concede to one another. (laughs) That's how competitive they are. And of course, Anthony did not play along after the balls were near his dad's final resting place. All right. I'm going to switch it up a little bit and talk about some of the other people. Uh, We have Benedict who applies to art school. Uh, He's very anxious about it, but Colin with the drugs from his travels helps (laughs) his anxiety. (laughs) Colin just got back from traveling to Greece and he can't stop saying very interesting words of places that he's been. I'm being really silly, but, you know, it it came off a bit pretentious, don't you think? I mean, I think we, just as much as everybody else, was like, okay, good for you. (laughs) Colin, though, claims that he was over Miss Thompson, but we find out that is not the case because Eloise informs him that she lives nearby. He pays a visit and apparently now Lady Crane married a man very similar to Colin <laughs> who is r- now raising her twins. I wonder if she ever gets tired telling people to grow the F up because we, <laughs> we got that grow the F up uh, speech for with Penelope season one and she apparently had to give the same verse to Colin. <laughs> What did you think about that, Ashley?
1: Oh, love is a funny thing because <laughs> everything should tell Colin that this is dead, right? The circumstances should tell him that it's completely dead. She has moved on. She is married. She's found a man who was willing to raise her children that were not he is, because she had twins. And I think the reason why I think it was important is hopefully this closes this chapter for Colin, because I assume we're eventually going to get to Colin's love story. And I'm not yeah. I'm guessing it's not going to be with this young lady. Right. So yes. I guess sometimes you need to close the book on old flames in order to truly be able to move on.
0: Mm hmm. The Featheringtons, as I mentioned, are mourning the death of their father, but they're broke and. They're waiting for the new Lord Featherington, who is coming from the Americas, who is still broke. <laughs> so they're pretty much in a position of trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, these new dynamics. Lady Featherington is interested in maintaining her power because Lord, the new Lord Featherington is not telling her anything. And we'll, we'll find out when the rest of the time comes to Aubrey Hall. She entraps. <laughs> she entraps the new lord Featherington with prudence who is like I'm marrying cousin Jack. <laughs> and again, they find out that they're still broke. So, I just wanted to highlight other aspects of the series as we continue on the main love story of Cantonese because that's all I care about
1: uh I just want to say real quick the Featheringtons are Cinderella to me I think I've told you that like the story of Cinderella like Lady Featherington is the evil stepmother you have the two daughters who were the wicked stepsisters and then Penelope is really Cinderella because she's kind of the outcast of the family
0: she absolutely feels stuck. You know, I, I feel that for her <laughs> when it comes to her family dynamics. There's a lot of pressure for Anthony to propose because you do not bring this prospect all the way to your ancestral home just to be like, uh, don't tell anybody I lost today. <laughs> Adwina is heartbroken and Kate is kind of relieved. Some of the aspect of the Indian culture... I'm going to highlight here. So when I saw this, I absolutely loved it. So there was hair oiling going on here, as well as the representation of darker skin, South Asian women. I really, really uh, appreciated that and noticed that right away when they showed even the previews to this season. And the other piece I wanted to highlight was Kate's love of chai tea, which is TT technically, Uh, but the the stain of English tea and how she whips it up with her own spices and things. What were your thoughts on the Indian representation in season two? You
1: know what's interesting is I don't feel like I gave it a lot of thought because it felt so natural to me. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that felt like it needed to be forced
0: or Mm -hmm.
1: highlighted in a way that made it as if that wasn't the norm. This is an Indian family. And so they have their things, they have their traditions, they have their ways of being. And that is what it is. The same way that the other people in the town, in the town go around, it just was so natural to me. So I did not really give it a second thought. I just thought it was beautiful
0: because these women were so beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we get to Kate and Antony encountering one another again on an early morning in the garden. And she gets stung by a bee. Antony loses sugar honey iced tea because he fears that she was going to die because yeah, that man is Fully
1: old. hyperventilated. Poor thing.
0: She calms him down. One of the things that Simone Ashley said in an interview that I thought was interesting was, you know, with Kate being so sporty and so, you know, into horses and things like that, she felt like Kate would be able to calm Antony down in a way showing that, She was a safe space and that she was calm. Everything is going to be okay. Kind of like how you, you know, calm horses in a way. Like, you know, it's very calming, steady movement, strokes and things like that. The other part that I saw in researching for this recap, someone said, I believe it was either Jonathan or Simone, that neither one of them have ever had, had the opportunity of being comforted by someone else because they were such... The the heads of their household or the leaders of their family, they never got a chance to be vulnerable in that way with another person. Mm. And you can tell that Anthony was like, What just happened? <laughs> Kate had to catch her
1: breath. Uh, it you was also this- inappropriate. I mean, it was physical contact, all of that is Wasn't a no-no inappropriate. For the time, yes. If somebody had encountered them like that, that would have been. I mean, if you got the Featheringtons being able to just say, "Oh, he has her in a position of needing to now marry her because he supposedly had his hand on her hip." Yes, I'm gonna say if somebody had come by and seen her hand on him, his hand on her bosom, as she said, or he was said, "Was it her
0: bosom?" I guess I didn't. I didn't. Feel girl, that. they
1: boobs are hyped up high because of them corsets. Okay, yes, I'm oh. sure it was her bosom, but. The thing is, is, it would have seemed probably inappropriate to people in that era. Inappropriate to us? No. I mean, come yeah. on, come on. But yeah, of the day, yes, it was. It was probably a lot. That's why I both didn't were breathless. Like, oh my god, I've never. Well, I mean, he's touched many a woman, but
0: <laughs> she ain't used to be <laughs> touched many. like that. A many, many a,
1: <laughs> many a woman.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! So true. So true. And poor Edwina is just like, oh, my goodness, I need Anthony to love you, Kate. Go hunting with them. Was Edwina truly this blind? Yes. She do was think innocent. She was, do you think she was just caught up in her being the diamond? Or, I, I mean. And I also think it's blind trust. You would never imagine mm, that yes. your sister
1: yeah. would be out here possibly very
0: heavy girl (laughs) possibly lusting
1: after the man that's you know supposedly vying for you especially because of how hard Anthony was coming for Edwina I don't you really wouldn't have you know I don't think anyone would have suspected that and especially her sister is so devoted her sister is devoted you know this is not a Maddie and Cassie situation from last week Mm. where as heartbreaking as it was for me when I watched it it wasn't out of the realm of possibility in Edwina's mind your sister is the last person you're going to suspect of being in a conversation with you for a man.
0: Yeah, that's true. But if that's the case, was Anthony the guilty party in this situation? Because he was heavily courting Edwina, but staring down Kate. <laughs>
1: that's, that was the hardest pill to swallow this season was this love triangle between sisters. I think I told you that I didn't yeah. like it. It was icky. Yeah. Yeah, felt some type of way. And who is he? Was he guilty? I mean, yeah, I mean, he he knew he had started to have feelings, but Kate was also guilty. You know what I mean? Like, I can't just put it on a man. Kate, again, Kate could have said something a minute ago. Kate could have said, sis. I feel like I'm vibing with this man. I just want to let you know. But but Kate wanted to make it seem like she didn't, she was not in that ball game. She's not in the game of love. She's not in the game of dating and courting and all this stuff. It's going to hurt way worse for you to have not said something and let this continue on. Because you know, y'all both know that there is a vibe. And it's a strong vibe.
0: A very strong vibe. So much of a vibe that... Again, Edwina convinced Kate to go hunting with the guys. Antony reluctantly allowed her to. Kate, being a skilled hunter, just completely upset by the mediocrity by the men. (laughs) She was like, men talking about sunshine, signs of a good hunt. And then one of my favorite lines he gave her, he was like, I suppose you prefer darkness, Miss Sharma. (laughs) Their, Their back and forth was adorable. But she follows her own instincts and of course he has to follow her because she's his future Pedro sister so it's not like she can get lost in the and she's a lady
1: ladies can't be go out unaccompanied. Exactly. Her, little, her little maid or whoever couldn't keep up.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I love the small things about this love story because they obviously were smiling at each other while they were riding the horses. I'm going back a little bit. But when she called his name and he said, yes, like like that tension and then him losing his mind when he saw a little bit of thyme, I just was... <laughs> But him sniffing her down by trying to teach her how to hold that freaking gun. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: it definitely why was giving even... all
0: the feels. It really it was. was. It was giving some intense feels. But the thing about his attraction to her, it looked like he wanted to devour her. <laughs> like, every time she walked by, it's just like he just got this. It's like, are you a raging wolf or something? Like, he wanted to devour her. That's that lust, baby. We all turn into animals.
1: We all turn into animals.
0: The part that cracks me up is them arguing over who had the most inappropriate reaction after the bee sting moment. Anyway, we make it to the ball. Everybody from the town is there. Edwina, again, is still forcing her sister on Anthony. She tells her to dance with him. They have their first dance together. She tells him that she's leaving for India and he loses his cool. And this is where the stuff really hits the fan, Ashley, because that conversation of what's wrong with me or what's wrong with you? It's because you vex me. <laughs> Her <laughs> face when she says that cracks me up a lot. I don't know why, but it was like she was having a difficult time saying that. But he walked up to her and asked her, tell me you feel nothing. He whispered it in her ear.
1: He whispered it in her ear. My head is
0: exploding right now because I am just like, yo, yo. He is forgetting that he's a gentleman at this moment, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs>
1: Well, it was still such a level of restraint because we know these days there is none. So I Zero. still looked at it from that perspective of like, okay, y'all got some restraint because somebody would have been getting their clothes ripped off today.
0: But actually, they didn't get a chance to because Daphne walked in on them. I felt like this was very reminiscent of season one and what happened in the gardens between the Duke and Daphne. And of course, Anthony, granted, it went a completely different direction (laughs) dealing with a duel and all um ridiculous one of my favorite lines is when uh Daphne is like what's going on he's like she's so aggravating like (laughs) he really could not understand this all he understood was the hatred but do you think ultimately he was just in denial of his true feelings about her Yes,
1: because nobody that you don't care about rouses you up that much because the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. So the fact that you supposedly have such passion about her is a problem.
0: Well, Daphne, to your point, had that sisterly conversation with him and was like, yo, if you love her, you know, what are you doing courting her sister? If you're going to be engaged, be engaged with somebody you actually want to be with and he goes out and proposes to edwina were you surprised by this that like with that conversation he had with daphne he had two he had the one after she immediately you know walked in on them and then she had another one when she talked about what love is were you surprised that he was like oh i know exactly what i need to do and just walk right past kate and propose to edwina I wasn't surprised. I was, just, I was
1: disappointed, though, because mm-hmm. he had had the moment before at the dinner table with everybody where he seemingly was going to repose and thought better of it. And so I had yeah. hoped that in doing so, it was, the series wasn't going to allow it to get this far. Because, again, yeah. I don't like this dynamic between sisters. And now there have been multiple moments between him and Kate. Like, there's no denying that there's feelings here. So I let's stop playing these games. And Edwina is too sweet to have to be a casualty of this.
0: Exactly. And I didn't even talk about them running into each other in the library in her nightgown. <laughs> yeah, that's where he was able to really tell her why he freaked out about the bee sting. So yeah, too many private encounters with Kate to be like, oh, well, I need to marry Edwina. But I wasn't surprised because at the end of the day, he still was very much resolute in not marrying for love. Uh, and in fact, marrying for for duty. Part of what kept my binging of this series is how the heck are we supposed to get to Kate Antony? Because the queen is now involved in these nuptials. So much so that she is saying, I'm hosting it. I'm picking out. The flowers, the drinks, and all the things. <laughs> I mean, My, exactly. I, like, and and Kate is sitting there, losing her sugar honey iced tea. He's walking in the pinky. Um, Grace, <laughs> Grace again, another callback to season one, which I still love. I didn't had I didn't know how this show was gonna end at all. We got. Kate trying on Edwina's ring, which I could have told you was an awful idea. Again, him rubbing on her fingers while she's trying that on. But this is the big one right here. Him being jealous. I think this is one of the first times he might have been a little bit more self-aware of feelings about Kate when they went to promenade as a new newly engaged couple. He stares Mr. Dorset and Kate down to the point where he's criticizing this man on how to how to tie a knot like what is going on here Ashley
1: worse than that again he asserts himself as being king Dingling and (laughs) steps up to escort her out the boat I was like hold up bruh like y'all dudes y'all other men need to like physically move him out of y'all way because I don't know who told y'all that he was head honcho right now, but I'm not appreciating it. Like, I felt like that was so rude. And that's your little friend, too. Like, I get it. You right here, you you engaged my sister. This is your friend. And yet you, you take it upon yourself to come in the midst of our little date around the, wherever they, the lake. Yeah. And not only insert yourself into it but then get pushed into the water get dripping wet and got everybody lusting after you like I couldn't with Anthony <laughs> in this scene I was like you know <laughs> too much, Do too much. You that's too what much. you get
0: that's what you get
1: and then got little Edwina who ain't never seen nothing in her life looking at at you like that Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. sit down somewhere Anthony sit down
0: this is a pivotal point Ashley the Sheffields have come in town because they heard that their little granddaughter is getting engaged to a stand-up family and society, the Bridgertons. Lady Danbury thought it was a good idea to host the dinner uh, for Kate's sake and just reminded her like, hey, only a full breakup, this engagement at this point. (laughs) She's like, the ultimate goal is independence. And because of that, we want to invite them to dinner, let everything go smoothly so that things will go as planned, but of course they did not. Mama Sheffield was salty, Ashley. Were you surprised by the behavior of Lady Mary Shama's parents?
1: I'm not sure if I was surprised, but I damn sure felt some type of way, I guess, in in terms of their behavior. Like this is your own child. And just because she married into a family in a class that you didn't agree with you and it seems like she's the only child too possibly yes this is the way that you want to behave and her mother was extremely disrespectful to come into somebody else's home and then make such a spectacle at dinner because again the era they're supposed to be living in manners or everything right yes and so I don't again I don't know if I was surprised but I felt some type of way because I was like you wasn't missing nothing all these years. You didn't have your parents around, in my opinion. It
0: was probably for the best. And she said that much. She was like, because you banished me, I was able to raise my daughters freely from the shackles of this society. Kate's plan blew up in her face because the Sheffields brought up the money. The Bridgertons were definitely not happy. I don't think I've ever seen Lady Bridgerton upset in my life the Mm -mm. way she was. Mm -hmm. She wanted nothing to do with Lady Danbury. And then, you know, Anthony did what I thought needed to be done, being the man <laughs> of the hour, so to speak, to just speak up for the Sharma women, which I greatly appreciated. But I'm not gonna lie, I did not know what his intentions were in terms of the status of the engagement after hearing such news. Yeah. Um, did you did you question that? Yeah, because I I didn't know if he blamed Edwina at
1: all. I didn't know if he fully understood that you know it was Kate who really had kind of kept this secret from everybody yeah. before that conversation that they inevitably had. So I definitely couldn't tell. And I mean, he's already he don't want to marry her anyway. Let's be honest. Like this is a good excuse. This is a good time to be like, Oh no, y'all lied to me. We're pulling out. We're taking our respectable family on away from y'all. Cause y'all are over here on some other shenanigans trying to entrap me. So,
0: Ooh, I was hoping that there was some type of grace given just because Edwina didn't know. Right. Yeah. She had no idea. Poor thing. But to your point, this was the perfect out because we later find out moving to India is just not far enough. It's just not far enough. I cannot tell you how many times I watched the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said, you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. Do you know all the ways a woman can be seduced?
1: That part right there. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> When we first talked about season two after we were done watching, I told you I had to pause the TV. I got I was hot. OK, I was I was physically I was like, I need a moment. Oh, my God. Who wrote this line? Jesus. <laughs> all the things I could teach you. All. Do you know all the things I could teach you, sir? Say no more. Say less. As we say today. Say
0: less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It needed a moment. Cause it was a moment. It was an absolute <laughs> moment. <laughs> and here I am. Actually, let me tell you about my bending story. I started this at three o'clock on that Friday. I was able to finish my day a little bit early. Okay. And I didn't want to get all the spoilers on social media. Cause people had, wa- had been watching it since midnight. Right. By the time I got to this point, I was just like, Oh my gosh, here we go. This is it. This is it. This is, <laughs> it. I this is what I watched Bridgerton for. <laughs> this is why I watched Bridgerton. And oh, it was a moment, but he had multiple multiple lines throughout the season that had me just clutching my pearls. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I just yeah. I wish
1: this was a show probably more men watch because,
0: guys, take notes. So that Please. was. But it's so funny because I love stuff like this. I have to remind myself, women write these stories. <laughs> well, in this women. case, Chris,
1: Chris was yes. like, a part
0: of the writing on this he is. too. He so is. yeah. But this is based off of Julia's novel. Yeah. yeah.
1: Julia's books. But the dialogue in the in that moment
0: was definitely uh Top notch seduction. Again, reminding her that he's a gentleman. And I'm he's just like do say, you want me? Do you want me to have my dignity weighing in the balance our whole lives? Cause,
1: cause one day it will fall. I know he said went well, until my last shred, the shred of dignity snaps. And I'm like, Ooh. So imagine somebody wanting me that bad Ooh. that it's just a countdown on the clock till they just can't stand it no more. Listen, guys. Woo. Okay, take notes, gentlemen. take notes take I love notes' it. Cause that I love it you know that's those that's those are the things that we just don't have today, like again, the ability to have that slow burn, that slow build up, yes. like, I know some people practice the Kama Sutra in different techniques. I'm not saying there yeah. aren't people who practice certain things you know for the build up, but I mean legit, like I'm not gonna touch you, I'm not gonna go there with you man it's it's hot. Wanted to devour her. It's hot.
0: So, this fiasco put a major wrench on the engagement. It took Kate and Anthony meeting in private to discuss what he should do. Kate, out of the love of her sister, out of Edwina telling her that she is in fact in love with Anthony, wants to marry him. Why wouldn't she want to marry him after him, you know, standing up for her? Anthony's like, yo, we could just go our separate ways and ha- put this all behind us so that none of us become ruined because it still isn't ideal for him to really end up with Kate after being engaged to her sister. But I wanted to ask you this, Ashley, Anthony agrees to move on with the wedding and to even move it up. Do you think he ultimately did that out of the, out of love for Kate? No. What was his motivation then?
1: I think his motivation was this is still in the best interest of everybody, if we're looking at it through the lens of society, of obligation, of familial obligation in particular. And I think he moved it up because he was probably thinking, we need to go ahead and get this done so that there are no other wrenches that are thrown. We, we can, we're not going to have now, we don't have time to have any other moments together. We don't have time to have any other secret rendezvous. Let's do this tomorrow
0: and be done. Whew. They moved at that wedding. And actually, again, in my binging, I was like, they're actually having a wedding. How are they going to be together? How is this going to happen? I have no idea. Speaking to the representation of Indian culture, they did the haldi spread, which is a a turmeric spread that they traditionally put on the couple who's going to get married. Um, You had the Marigolds. They also had popular music, Indian music in particular, that meant a lot. I'm not going to attempt to say this name because I definitely don't want to mess up. But I think it's, I don't know, it's a popular Bollywood blockbuster track that came out in 2021. And they did the orchestra version of it along with Material Girl and Shine Bright Like a Diamond girl Riri and you ought to know Lannis Morissette. So they still brought in the contemporary flair to Bridgerton, which is why we love it. Right. You ought um, to know
1: was dope on the strings. Like it was dope. It was, mm-hmm.
0: it was. And we make it to this wedding. As I mentioned, Kate gives uh, Edwina her, her mother's bangles, which is also a representation of some of the Indian culture but she's also very distant what do you think is going on with Kate at this moment like she practically is forcing Anthony to say hey marry my sister I know what we got is going to pass but she's not there with her sister at all on her wedding day do you think that's for the best considering everything that has gone down
1: I mean, I think she can only deny herself so much. She's there. She's making her best effort, but she, it's not. She's human. She has feelings. Mm. She has emotions. She likes this man. One could say at this point, she loves this man. So I don't think it's easy to go along with it, even if it's a plan that you feel like is for the best.
0: Whew. Daphne has another one-on-one with Anthony saying that she doubted the nuptials, <laughs> And they have this epic back and forth with him telling her that love was a luxury and that he fights for the family he has, not for the family that he wants. Daphne had the KO when she was like, I mourn you for all the decisions you seem to resent us for. She said, they do not make you worthy of your family's respect, but make us pity you and nothing more.
1: Bitch. (laughs) In this, literally, in this, in this show, in certain scenes, I was like, y'all did not have to cuss to cut people down with y'all words. Like,
0: not at all. Stab, stab, stab. Damn. I had to pause after that because I was like, Daphne just read him for filth. Yes, she did. And he couldn't do nothing about it. Couldn't do not a damn thing about it. (laughs) Speaking of popular music, the wedding party walks down to Harry Styles' Sign of the time. Antony is on the freaking altar daydreaming about another woman. I thought that was cruel <laughs>
1: at this point. It should have never made it here. That's why I should have never gotten this far. It
0: should have never made it this far. And when that bangle fell and he was like, allow me, and held her hand and that gaze, Edwina was like, nah. I thought Edwina it. was
1: about to pass out for a second.
0: I would not have blamed her because she was just telling her mom and sister the in- insecurities she felt that he doesn't look at her in any kind of way, like any kind of longing. But Edwina had her moment in this episode because she was like Drakaris to all of this. <laughs> okay. She ran off that altar. She didn't care that the queen was present or anything, she told Kate about herself. And how she felt like she was being lied to this whole entire time. The mom was upset that she was in the dark. Lady Bridgerton got the 411 from Daphne. My question to you, Ashley, is, is Kate the bad guy?
1: (laughs) That's a complicated question. Because again, I think Kate was doing what she felt like she had to do what she was supposed to do. But she- Don't all villains! But no, 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 no. (laughs) Because in denying, it's almost like Kate- the reason why it got this far is because Kate did not have the one could say the courage, but also maybe it was the self-awareness to ask for what she really wanted. I think she had thought those things were no longer within her reach. And so because of that, it got to this point, but I always say this intention is everything to me and Kate's intention Mm. was never villainous that's why she's not the villain Mm. to me her intention was never to hurt her sister
0: but edwina is not hearing any of it
1: and edwina was entitled to her rage edwina was entitled to feel the way that she felt both at anthony and at kate for sure fully entitled i didn't i wouldn't have appreciated it I don't know how it would have gone down with my sister, but at least Edwina kept it above board and just gave her a few words here and there. I'll say that because it could
0: have went a different way.
1: <laughs> it could have went a different way.
0: Absolutely. You know who else was taking some L's? Lady Danbury, because she not only had Lady Bridgerton pissed at her, the queen said, you can get some of this heat too. She was like, you were the one that was that convinced me to consider the shamas this season. And now my Royal wedding is up in the air. And of course the queen is thinking about what is Lady Whistledown (laughs) going to say about it. Oh my goodness. Shifting gears really quick. Eloise has been still searching for Lady Whistledown as well. And in the process, she met the young boy Theo. They have a connection she's crushing for the very first time he's a man that respects her radical thoughts she keeps sneaking away to spend time with him this time during her brother's wedding when the queen's people were on high alert they catch her running off talking to him there was no way eloise would have been able to learn this lesson sooner other than having her actions catch up to her that that's my status what do you think
1: yeah but also I liked Theo and I liked You did. Her. I did like Theo and I liked this uh, ability for Eloise to possibly see a life for herself that maybe she wasn't going to find in anybody else in the town and in polite society or everyone wants to say it. Um so I enjoyed this dynamic between the two of them and to me it was a shame that because again the era that they were in and all of that it was problematic.
0: I hear you. It's not that I didn't like Theo. I just felt like it was a bit of a dead end because of her family and society and things along those she lines. She may be
1: another Mary Sharma. She may say, listen, true. I hear y'all, but I'm going to live my best life and do what's best for me. And if anybody would do that, it's Eloise.
0: Mm, excellent point. Excellent point. Edwina confronts both Anthony and Kate and pretty much told them that I am going to make my decision. I'm not going to be influenced by neither one of you because you're not giving me what I need. Anthony pretty much told her that I can give you understanding and not love. <laughs> can you imagine? He was like, I understand you. You're the diamond. I'm the hot catch. This makes sense. Mm. What world would that ever work in? I guess their world technically, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a lot of women that at the time was the most that they could hope for. I mean, men and women, honestly, again, a love match was supposed to be more rare than marrying for business purposes or familial obligation, all of that. But it's interesting. All of our main characters, besides Antony, really want to get married for love. So yes. It's an interesting um, dynamic because as much as Anthony says he wants to marry for all the right reasons, which for him is about ensuring the family legacy and all this and that, he, he still has a heart and it's pulling him in a different direction.
0: Yes. As I mentioned, Edwina said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. I'm not getting married today. Know yourself, know
1: your worth, sis. That's what I thought about Edwina in this moment. Like, know yourself, know your worth. I don't need my sister's sloppy seconds over here.
0: I'm going to find me a man. Okay. Yeah. And she managed to stay in the queen's good graces with the incident with King George getting out of his bedroom.
1: She's such a gem of a human being because in one of her lowest moments, she was still able to be so thoughtful.
0: Yes. Edwina, I loved her. Loved her character. And fun fact, in the book, she did not actually love Antony. So they added, I guess, that to the series for added drama, I'm sure. But Kate and Anthony get their first kiss on the freaking altar at her sister's wedding. The disrespect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as much as I loved all the stolen moments, I did not enjoy this kiss. Even though this was their first kiss, I didn't enjoy it. What about you? Cause it was the disrespect. It was
1: like my, you just shattered your sister's heart and yet y'all still are like, man, the passion just overtook us. You know, we just have to do what we have to do in this moment on the shards of my sister's little broken heart. Yeah. It was disrespectful.
0: It was. So lady Bridgerton and lady Danbury are working overtime, trying to clean up the shambles of that wedding but society is shunning them everywhere they go. Edwina thinks Kate is a liar. She realizes very quickly that Anthony and Kate absolutely had a connection that she was completely blind to. Actually that's one of my favorite scenes when when little Newton comes in, Anthony can't help himself.
1: <laughs> and Edwina's like, "Was I really this blind?" And Lady yes, Danbury's yes.
0: face was everything. Also, Lady Danbury's face, when Anthony picks up that bangle, you all go back, watch it. Her face is like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is priceless. And one of my favorite looks of the season. As I mentioned, the queen is on the path of finding Lady Whistledown. So she she corners Eloise and said, like, hey, you got three days to confess. Penelope is trying to protect Eloise and she writes a pamphlet to protect her. One of the things I also didn't mention in this recap is that Penelope worked with Lady Delacroix um, in her operation. So were you surprised that Penelope didn't offer any money to her family since they were in such a state of ruin?
1: I didn't even think about that, but I guess she would have had to explain how she got said money. So it made sense, I guess, unless she could find some rationale, she wouldn't be able to explain it.
0: Yeah. The plan that Lady Bridgerton and Lady Danbury made to resolve their status within society was to come up with a ball. And I'm like, is a ball the solution for everything in this society? The prince is giving a ball. (laughs) No one shows up, Ashley. And that's because Lady Whistledown wrote a scathing pamphlet about Eloise, about her interaction with Theo. Penelope did it again. She did it with Miss Thompson in season one, and she's doing it with Eloise in season two. I just, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But first, we got to talk about Go Inside. i wrote so many quotes that i love from this monologue so no one showed up to the ball the family danced with one another but when they found out about the pamphlet and eloise everybody ran to their proverbial corners kate and antony meet each other outside under their gazebo they have their dialogue he tells her that he's never met anyone like her and then she smells like lilies. Again, he sounds like a hungry wolf talking to her in this way. <laughs> but this is the sex scene everybody was talking about they wanted. Um, it took, what, seven episodes? Seven whole episodes. Of what? I loved about it, though, was that it felt earned. That's the one thing that as Simone, Ashley and Jonathan all said, they said that this season is about love to hate tropes, slow burn and, you know, the psychology of love and that once you do get to that part, it feels earned. Do you agree or do you disagree to that?
1: It was definitely a long time coming, obviously in the spring fan of the show time, but I also was interested to see that after all the, you know, this discreetness that y'all did it outside
0: where anybody could walk past. I was waiting for the gardener or
1: somebody. Yeah. And observe this whole, you know, sexual encounter, which by the way, the, the intimacy coordinator did her job. You still know what you're doing, ma'am. That was a great sex (laughs) scene, but, uh, but Are there was a lot of generosity that I appreciated in this encounter. I'll say that. Yes, it was earned. But I also was curious now, like, oh, this is, you didn't take her her virginity. What
0: does this mean? Well, Jonathan said in an interview that he felt like in Anthony's mind, when he said, aren't we going to do something for ourselves? He was like, if we're going to go all the way, I'm marrying her. And we do see that. The very next day, she left him high and dry (laughs) outside, but he was like, let me go home, pick up this ring and propose to her. Now, I thought it was very sweet and endearing at first, my first watch. But then I was like, oh, he's doing this out of obligation. And she definitely is not going to accept that (laughs) with that being the case. But of course, he finds her trying to run away on her horse. My question is, why was she running away? probably just such a mixture
1: of like emotions and thoughts about what had just happened. Again, she probably still feels like she's betraying her sister. She's probably caught up in the moment of, Oh my God, I just had probably, I mean, it's never great the first time, but and for the sake of the show, supposed to be really good sexual encounter. Um, <laughs> you know, all the things, it was just a lot to unpack. And as we saw writing was something she loved to do. So it's probably just in her mind an opportunity to kind of clear her head the way we would go for a walk, go have yeah. a drink with some friends, something. This was her thing, probably, to help like sort through what she was thinking and feeling.
0: As many times as I've watched this, I still wasn't able to come up with, like, what was, what was she running away? From?
1: I don't think it was really running away. I think she had got the horse and she was riding. She was just out riding as she does on her little trips in the mornings, Mm. as she had done since the beginning of the series.
0: Mm. It was raining and she fell off her horse and got severely hurt. Antony was right there and he was able to save her and get her help right away. Was obviously impacted by her being hurt, but he didn't visit her. Were you disappointed that he didn't take the time to visit her? Or did you think it was okay? Because, you know, he could not handle it. He was blaming himself. He was like, it was all my fault.
1: I think I had, again, empathy for Anthony because I knew what he had been through, particularly having to witness his his father's death. So I think emotionally, it just would have been too much for him to go back and forth without knowing if she was going to be okay. So disappointing from the sense that you know, one would think that Kate's going to wish that he were there. But also from a humanity perspective, you could totally understand the need to kind of manage your feelings a little bit so you can just keep moving forward. And then hopefully she survives.
0: Switching gears a little bit, Eloise checks up on Theo. I didn't mention this earlier, but he kind of wrote her off as a little rich girl after feeling the heat of the Queen's Guards visiting the shop, trying to locate Lady Whistledown. He eventually ap- apologized to her and they try to investigate and find the true identity. She ultimately finds out that it was Penelope and there was this epic fight. And I'm, I'm fast forwarding, but I'm closing out this storyline because I really want to know, are you team Penn or are you team Eloise when it comes to this fallout?
1: That's an interesting question because I'm not even sure I really thought about teams and who I felt was right or was wrong. I think I more so just observed the situation and thought about the implications of their friendship and if their friendship was going to be repairable after Mm -hmm. her finding out the truth. Because if I were Eloise, I think I would feel really betrayed on a number of levels Mm-hmm. And if I were Penelope, I would think that I was doing everything I could to protect you while still having my thing, while still having yes. my outlet that yes. nobody should tell me that I should or should not do. Honestly, mm-hmm. everybody knows there's a lady whistled down. Y'all have no problem with there being a lady whistled down. Why should you have a problem? Just because it's me, you know? So I-, I can't say I have a team, but I can say that it was sad because they are such strong female characters in the show. And I don't want to see them completely fall out over this. I think, I hope that their friendship is repairable. What about you?
0: Yeah, I actually don't know because I can see both sides, but I also can see, you know, the wrongs on both sides as well. Uh, When it comes to Penelope, I just feel like Pen gets on my nerves sometimes. So I just didn't want to necessarily be on her side, but I understood why she had to do it this time around. She obviously was being shady with Miss Thompson uh, last season. Yeah, she was
1: using her to try to get what she wanted.
0: Yeah, but when it comes to Eloise, I don't know. I understand why, because obviously her family is ruined. (laughs) But I guess I would imagine her having to notice like, hey, she did do this to protect me in some ways because it could have been my head. So, yeah, I don't know. If their relationship can be mended or not, but we will see. Um, another storyline closing up. Lady Featherington. She hosted her ball. They added the Bridgertons to the scheme of trying to get these people's money so they won't be broke. But knowing that they were selling essentially snake oil to the tong. Um, and she's also enjoying her capital, her social capital, which I don't know. Made her come off like that evil stuff's mother you talked about earlier, Ashley. Mm-hmm. That relationship with new Lord Featherington and her was so odd to me. Do you think he really wanted to be with her?
1: I think I saw more of a manipulation in it the second time I watched and the first time. The first time I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell. I was like, I guess, why get the, the copy when you had the original um, in terms of the mother and daughter but the second mm-hmm. time I watched it I saw it more for he's doing the same thing with her that he's doing with all these people faking with his diamonds like mm-hmm. I just feel like he's doing what he has to do to maneuver in society and survive
0: interesting interesting well she pulled a checkmate on him you know Colin was able to reveal that these rubies were in fact flag- in fact, class and uh, she played the victim and was like you're leaving. I'm staying here and I'm taking the money. Have a great day. So I didn't expect that, uh, you know, GOT strategizing situation for Bridgerton, but I was really surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> and to the main event, Kate woke up from the coma that she was in after that awful, awful fall. And when I tell you when lady Bridgerton told Anthony and he started crying, I was done. I was a mess i was like he really loves her he really really loves her and to your point earlier ashley with lady bridgerton just talking about how she regretted how she mourned you know the loss of her husband but understanding what that great love really means and what it means to lose it just it was a pivotal moment what did you think about this moment
1: i mean I was happy for Anthony, for sure, because I don't think his heart could have taken a different alternative. And again, it was it was just nice, again, to have for them to have that conversation between mother and son, for him to understand how she really felt and hopefully helping to continue to mend that relationship as well. Because you were saying, oh, is the push and pull a result at all of him feeling like he never had anybody who had his back? So, yeah, hopefully these moments help to bridge that and bring them back together at this point. I think everybody's rooting for Anthony and Kate because what are, what's the, what, what else is going to supposed to happen?
0: What I thought was really important was Edwina again, being the MVP of the season, telling Kate that while you were in your coma, I realized I didn't know my sister. I thought that was so important because everybody was so busy playing their role that there was no time and, really knowing themselves um but at this rate she was still bent on going to india anthony finally showed up with his tulips which is a callback from season one when lady bridgerton was like oh tulips the flower of passion hopefully you'll give your future wife them and and so with him bringing them to her it was all the fans were screaming okay on social media over that Mm. (laughs) but kate Was like, no, don't propose to me in this way out of obligation. And I didn't blame her. But then I'm like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) But they were so strong-headed people that we finally got the proposal that we wanted at the Featherington ball. They had their dance to Wrecking Ball, which was amazing. But what I really, truly loved was the queen covering up all the mess saying it was her decision. I'm like, is she really that self self-indulgent?
1: <laughs> I think she's supposed to
0: be. Yes. But Edwina got a prince in her back pocket. So I'm really excited about that.
1: I love that call back to season one, too, where I forgot about the prince.
0: Yeah. But let's talk about this official proposal because I really do feel like Anthony had, all the great monologues of the season the part that i loved the most that i wanted to highlight was he knew he's always loved her but when he told her that he wants a life that suits both of them and that he is willing to humble himself before her because he cannot live a life without her i melted i melted it. it's it's again i have to remind myself women write this for women but yeah. <laughs> What did you think about this official proposal and declaration of love? It's about time.
1: There was really no alternative at this point in my mind. We went through all this, this whole season. We needed the payoff at the end for that happily ever after.
0: And the part that really was the cherry on top is when he called her by her Indian name, Miss Kataji Sharma. I was like, oh, I am done. I am just... I am so, so happy for this. So we have our happily ever after Ashley. They actually got married. We did not get a wedding, which was also a choice. uh, According to staff and crew of Bridgerton, they said that they had one big wedding, which was the wedding that we saw with the Duena and supposedly Anthony, that they didn't want to do two big weddings in the same season. Um, But obviously they live happily ever after. What I'm excited for is that the next season is going to be Benedict season. So that should be interesting. I shouldn't say I'm excited because I really don't know what angle we're going to go. You know what I mean? He's still finding himself with art school. He's walking away from it because he found out his brother paid his way. But it didn't mean that he didn't deserve to be there. But that that's interesting. And then the other part that I wanted to highlight is the showrunner chris van dusen is stepping down he pretty much said it was just about time the new season will be headed by jess Brownell would be the new showrunner for season three he has been a part of Chandelier and worked on gray's anatomy and scandal and so this was his big big project under that umbrella and jess is also a part of Shondaland so I think the show will be in good hands but he's gonna be doing um, adapting a young YA novel called They Both Die at the End for TV and so he said it's a beautiful lovely devastating uplifting queer romance and so he wanted to dig into that world so the show has been renewed for another two seasons season three and season four What are your final thoughts and what are you looking forward to for Bridgerton in the future, Ashley?
1: Final thoughts are, again, I still enjoyed this season. I know that it's not the same as season one and it's not as, I guess, hot and bothered, but I appreciated this. I appreciated Anthony. I appreciated getting a deeper understanding of his character. I'm curious about season three because I think I'm going into it the same way I did season two. I'm not excited about Benedict. I'm excited about kind of seeing what happens with him. But I guess if he gets a glow up the same that Anthony did, maybe I'll feel invested.
0: He absolutely had a glow up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll be more curious. So, I mean, I'll stick with the Bridgertons for another season and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Those are my final thoughts. What about you?
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. As I mentioned, I'm here for different types of romances. Some are hot and heavy. Some, you know, takes a little bit of developing and you got the long cross the room glances and soft touches. I just I loved all of it. And it was done so spectacularly well. It was well acted by jonathan as well as simone and the young lady who played edwina it just was a it, it was a joy and even re-watching it officially again for the podcast i just it was just a fun ride and i'll probably rewatch it again <laughs> so if there's nothing else time for hidden Gems. ashley what do you have this week
1: I have two hidden gems this week. Uh, My first one I watched called All the Old Knives on Amazon Prime is a film starring Chris Pine and Tandy Newton. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it. It's a love story, but at the same time, it's There's a lot more going on in it and a lot more nuance, particularly because they both kind of work for the government. And so there's a lot of history between the two of them that we're kind of getting in this film. And at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to put it in as a hidden gem because I enjoyed it. But it it was it was very emotional in certain ways. So you guys check it out and you feel free to let me know what you think. All the old knives on Amazon Prime. And then my second one is Julia. This is a series um, on HBO Max. It's really the story of the beginning of Julia Child's groundbreaking television series, cooking series. Um, New episodes are dropping weekly. It's a it's a slow build up just to kind of better understand the world and the way that things existed before she started her series. The conflicts and the obstacles she came up against, even within her own marriage and um, I enjoy it. The only other really Julia Child's picture I've seen is in Julie and Julia. So to get more of a history, I'm finding it to be interesting. So that's my second hit, Jim. Julia on HBO Max. What about you, Delora?
0: All right, I have several. So the first is a social media account called Black Girls in Starbucks. I don't know if you're like me and you try to find things to drink at Starbucks and you you get, you get the stuff straight off the menu and you're not happy with it. That has happened to me far too many times. I've even tried to mix it up on my own. But then I realized, oh my goodness, there's social media accounts that are dedicated to tried and true fan favorites. And this social media account is one of them. I have recently tried what is known to be the Winnie the Pooh Shasty. I'm saying that wrong, but it is an iced chai tea latte with extra caramel drizzle, a pump of honey blend, and sweet cream, cold foam. All You ask for a grande in the venti cup. When I tell you it was delicious, it was like I, the first tip I was like, oh my goodness, they ain't never lied. So fun social media account. Try it out. They have all types of different blended coffee tea drinks that are worth checking out. My second hidden gem is not quite a hidden gem because she is a very popular artist, Chloe, and her new single, Treat Me. The video was a lot. I'm not going to lie. However, the song is bop. I am out here ready for warm weather and playing this song and shaking my booty. Okay. So a lot of fun. The song is entirely too short, but I just want to give a shout out to that single. Another hidden gem, Black Pumas and their song Colors. It is their most popular song. Their actual album, Black Pumas really really good if you want some old school rock and roll situation it is something to just listen to you'll you'll definitely enjoy it and then my final is the lovely Simone Ashley her interview with Tamron Hall it was just really cool to see her in the flesh fun fact I first saw her on Sex Education. She has since confirmed that she will not be returning to that series because she says that she's a Bridgerton girl now. And she has confirmed that she will be in season three. So I'm excited to see her as Lady Bridgerton, the Viscountess of the house. Bridgerton is a moment and is a lot shorter than our very first (laughs) recap (laughs) of (laughs) it. So... Ashley, thank you so much for the wonderful conversation and the time. And uh, that's all I got. Of course, guys. Thank you so much for sticking
1: with us as always. We appreciate you. Please check us out on social media at Recapping Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye.